soccer neighbors it is me nate and this is the people's pitch podcast the one the only the original podcast about your team minneapolis city sc as always i am joined by the rod to my todd flanders john bizworm john (laughs) you got july you got july 1st circled on your calendar yet what's going on nate um you know outside of the fact that we we uh we played dakota fusion away that day if my memory serves right i haven't quite burned the um the calendar or the schedule for the season into uh into my brain or the the tattoo i want to put on my forearm of the 2017 (laughs) schedule um and maybe in henna so it goes away um (laughs) but what uh you know, I think my, my memory serves me correctly that that is the Code of Fusion away. Why don't you tell the folks what else is maybe significant that date? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, Minnesota joins the ranks of the big boy states, and we're able to buy alcohol in liquor stores on Sundays on July first. So that'll be that'll be good for some tailgating. Yeah. Uh, whether you're going to hit up city games or United games, <coughs> um, it'll be. It'll be sweet. I'm excited for it. Everyone seems to be pretty happy. You can buy gonna, some summits gonna sign it. seven days a week. Yeah, well, there's, right. There's no. That's, I think that's the key selling point for our for our fans for our yeah. stuff. Um, yep, yeah, you buy summit seven days. a week. I mean, yeah. coming from a state to the west, just off the border, uh, it was probably the dumbest thing that I came across when I moved here was that you can't go and buy. I mean, at least like, give me. You can only buy a case of Coors Light on a Sunday, like it's something like that. I don't, I don't care. Right. You don't. It's not like you need to. It's not like you need to grab a handle of Jack Daniels and pound it on Sunday. But at least, like, well, I mean, you some know. people do. To, you know, just to get rid of the shakes from the weekend. <laughs> I'm but, just happy that it's one less thing that you people from Wisconsin can hold over. It's like, like it makes you superior or something. Like Super Bowl trophies. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's all you got left. Zing. Um, all right. Anyways, let's 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 forget about that. Let's. Uh, Let's let's get on to some real talk, some real soccer talk. All right, man. So we we put out the, the bat signal, the people's signal, and uh, we've asked you guys to finally – you finally gave us a little input. You finally have your answers this week as far as what you want to hear about. So we're going to do a show dedicated to you, the people. Uh, we've got a lot of soccer news for your soccer needs. Uh, there's, of course, some interesting uh, some interesting news dropped today out of our own Northern Conference. Um, it has to do with a, a little copycat club. We, we like to, a little copycat club that we have to our West. Um, of course, the supporters sword. It's, it's a real sword. What is the deal with that? I want to talk I want to about that. Yeah, I really do want to see it because they tweeted about it today and they tweeted a, a, a picture of a sword. And I'm wondering if it's <laughs> the sword. Um, and then, of course, city merch. People want to know what up with that swag. The season is on the way. Um, you got your pocketbooks. You got your tax returns coming in. Yep. And you got to blow them on something. You got to blow them on looking good, right? And uh, people want to know about all the other teams, some other teams in the Midwest that they can uh, that they can follow, maybe some teams of interest. And, uh, and following that, we've got a huge announcement. 
regarding one of those one of those teams in the Midwest. But first, John, let's talk about the news out of the Northern Conference. Yes. So, Nate, news broke today, as you mentioned on Twitter, that our crosstown rivals, the Minnesota Twin Stars, have a new podcast. Great for them. Fine. Damn. Yeah, Sweet. I guarantee you all eight of your fans will listen to it. Um, <laughs> being that you have your uh, – we have our own show and we have plenty to talk about. We could really care less about them. But it makes you wonder, Nate, what else are they going to copy after us? Yes. Yes. That's the big news is the Twin Stars – Announcing that podcast, the kicker is the host is as a city member. Yeah, so that's 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 pretty strange. And who knows how they how they contacted him or how that came about? They put out maybe they did a casting call. Um, but I think in, in the end, this could lead to some interesting chants um, from the from the citizens faithful. I'm not really suggesting that we invented the podcast in any way, and I think that this discussion isn't really around like. Obviously, we're not the first person to ever do a podcast as a medium, as a communication right. uh, medium. But come on, man! Like, <laughs> there. This is just like the latest in a long line of, of things that the Twin Stars have have kind of stood up and said, "Oh yeah, we we got that. We got that too." You know, you're you're right. Uh, one thing that you said that I I want to I'll continue um, as our North Star, not our Twin Star, as we talk through this, is that we did not invent the podcast. Um, a lot of the ideas that we're going to talk about that that we uh, we kind of ca- we cater to to us or we call our own are things that maybe have been done before, but we've given it our own thing. Um, we maybe have invented it in theory in our market um, or perfected it in our market before anyone else. But it's very funny that we were, um, you know, we were not even a blip on the radar that when the Twin Stars were kind of the thing at this level in town, mm-hmm. you know, they used to be the focal point of players to play at a high level before competition came into the fold, be it us, be it Minnesota United, the, um, you know, the reserves, the reserves. Right. And we were, and you know, they were fine living in their niche with developing talent through their youth system, you know, their, their Academy team, uh, up at, I mean, even up until last year was very, is very successful. Um, yeah. You know, and then promoting those guys through to the MPSL or to the APL level or whatever. Well, Nate, then we roll into town. We crack the mold of, you know, amateur, semi-pro sports. We make our own niche. We create our own voice. Um, a following begins. Uh, we have a blast off, um, you know, in in the market for soccer fans because we're something different. We're gaining traction. Um, you know, and it was all due to the hard work of, you know, people like myself, like you, like Dan and Nick, the other two founders, Sarah, um, the interns we had, the players themselves that were doing their own marketing, you know, the, the hard work we did to put in, uh, our relationship with the, the, the 55.1 guys, you know, yeah, having the supporters club, like having, you a know, keeping the club. chatter alive on, on Twitter and keeping yeah. the presence up there on social media and in the community is important. Um, so then the twin stars and us match up in the same league as each other. And, and shortly after that, they hire the former owner of FC Fargo to be their GM. And I'm, people can't see I'm doing like air quotes, whatever GM <laughs> means for a team. that's really didn't need one beforehand. Um, to me, it seems like make us relevant because we're not anymore. And, yeah. and that's your job. I don't know what the, what the, you know, what the job description was for that. Um, but then he takes over there across town, uh, and things start to look familiar, Nate. Yeah. 
And, and like he said, look, we, we don't own the rights to ideas we come up with. Some of them we do because they are original. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, you know, we, we come up with these ideas um, and we execute them. But we work really hard, like I said, at them to make them our own. And then you look across the road and you see another club literally doing everything that you do. It pisses you off, right? Mm-hmm. And I, we shouldn't care about this stuff because I really don't care about them. Uh we have two dates this summer where we can just show them why we don't care about them. Um, but it's like the movie Coming to America. Have you ever seen Coming to America? Oh, yeah, man. Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall. We yep. are the McDonald's of, of the division, and they are the McDowell's where, <laughs> where we've got the Big Mac and they have the Big Mic. Um, it doesn't matter who came before who. We have the corner of the market we created, and it's strong. And they used to have something, and it's not what it used to be. And they're trying to get it back, and they're not getting it back um, on their own. They're they're getting it back by following our lead, um, which is kind of a tip of the cap, right? That we're doing things right. But yep. you know, we ha- like you mentioned, we have a, we have a supporters group. We had a hat collaboration with Talisman, and if they do that, the gloves are totally off because like right. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> we- I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to steal my friends, right? I don't, and I don't think I don't think that's something Dustin would do. I mean, Dustin no. wants to make a dollar, but I don't think um, I think he'd rather do another another round of hats with us before he would do it with them. Um, but if they, it, you know, Dustin, if you're listening, uh, let us know if they come at you because we'll come at them, bro. Um, so we did the hat collab with with Talisman. We mentioned our social presence. Most people who listen here already follow us on social. Uh, we had an MASL reserve team. They just come out that the TC fires. Now they're a reserve team in the MASL. This podcast is ours. Nate, what else could they possibly rip off that is Great. ours? Well, I agree 100%. And, uh, it's, it's something that, so first of all, let me say that something that I've come to realize more, more this year and over this off season than any, any other time is that, um, you know, soccer fandom being, it, it, it's tribal, Right. And it's something that that you hold deep, near and dear to your heart, as if it were, you know, family for the most part. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, it, it has to do with your roots. Well, for the people and, who like their families, yeah, <laughs> right? some right, people just right. don't like their family. <laughs> so they yeah, find exactly. a new one, so they find a new tribe, right? Exactly, so it's like, right? You know, it's like the the people in uh, in Manchester, the FC United of Manchester. They just got yeah. fed up with Manchester United and said. Screw it. We're starting your own club. They didn't like their family, their soccer family, and they moved to yep. another one. So you're, you're right. It's it's 100% tribal. So it's <coughs> it's pretty tribal. So I think there is some – there's an – it's easy to jump to like a place of animosity in your head when you're, when you're talking about other clubs and things like that. And, and I think, you know, in some instances it's easy for us to do too um, because we're trying to – keep the brand going, right? Keep it going strong. But let me, let me just tell you why this isn't one of those like manufactured or, you know, baseless, uh, rivalries that has just popped up because I think like it's, it'd be one thing if their general manager hadn't like come to our games a bunch and like hung out with us on the field and talked to and, us like, about talk how to, to run us. the organization. And, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden what happens is the next year he moves from Fargo and he becomes the general manager of this other club across town. And he does the exact same shit as us. Yeah. And we brought this up and this kind of leads into something that we brought up a little bit uh, <laughs> last week when we were talking about the loons kits. 
Like there is a soccer heritage here in Minnesota. And when you're part of it, why not draw from that? Like we, we had a place, we had a, we had a strategy, we had a message, we have a, we have a mission, a place that we're coming from as a podcast, as a brand, as a club, right? And it all works together. And and it all works together. We had to establish ourselves, right? Um, But I guess when your heritage is faded and ex-players struggle to say positive things about playing there and sign with us, I guess that might be tough to channel. I get it. But part of, part of what's really getting under my skin about all this is that in anything you do, like I just said, you need a POV, you need a point of view. And ours was to document this process of building a team and take listeners and our and our supporters and our friends along for the ride as we build that team. We basically you wrote met- a manifesto script. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, yeah. At the end of the year, uh, Chairman Hudeman did it. He he mm-hmm. opened up the doors and said, "This is what we did," and that that leaves us vulnerable to people yeah. doing what this is. But I mean, come on, bro. Right. That's fine. Like, like exactly. Like when you match that model step for step it shines a pretty bright light on the fact that you really have no unique perspective as an organization beyond by numbers, basically beyond standing up and saying, Hey, we're a team in Minneapolis too. It just feels like total poser shit. You mean a team that's playing in Minnetonka, not (laughs) so it's true poser shit. Right. (laughs) Um, so if you're listening, Minnesota twin stars, we could literally shit on you all night. (laughs) So let's leave it at this. Please, if you listen to my, my interview on Flacco Glass, I mentioned this about soccer in America, whether it be high level, non-league, whatever, youth. <clears throat> Stop pret- pretending and be your own club. Be who you yeah. are. Be genuine. Create something. Don't copy it. Because when you copy things, you get found out. You get had. And the people who think that you're genuine, get it. Because you don't have something that is a bedrock that you can continue to build off of. Like, we've built the foundation, and it's solid. And no matter how long we're in existence, you can always go back to the foundation as the, the things that, we, that we're, we're part of. So, it isn't funny. It looks cheap. It makes us have to be guarded about the people that we thought were genuine friends of the game um, with us. Um, that we have to now look over our shoulder you know, and it shouldn't be like that. Um, so well, thank you for another piece of Baltimore material for the city locker room. I've already had um, people reach out to me about it, you know, and said some very not nice things, but we'll leave it at this. Never forget city fans. Six to zero. RIP Fargo. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> if you've been living on Twitter, like we have friends, you will know about the supporters sword, which is a goofy, online contest that was run uh this month by the american soccer united handle um, yeah, i don't know who those name, guys are where they're from in the name of supporters month i don't know either but all of a sudden they started popping up on everyone's feed He's brilliant. Uh, be, mostly because they just created a contest and tagged every uh every every squad they could think of with a pretty solid supporters following yeah of well, course not, including us not the twin and stars because Yes, and of course, as you mentioned last week, I'm a huge nerd, so because there was a sword, <laughs> I, I got interested, right? Like, really but interested. I also like, <laughs> I also like the prospect of, of little teams knocking off the big dogs <coughs> and knock them off like we did, en masse, um, because these mostly small regional clubs dominated. You, fu- you saw Portland Timbers go down. 
you saw Seattle Sounders go down. Eventually, Indy 11 went down after they beat us in a real squeaker. We um, lost out to the Bavarians, who went equally far in the, I guess you could say, like the World Cup style play-in round. Um, yeah. But we beat Minnesota United. Yeah, right? They didn't make it. Um, they and didn't then make it far, everyone so. shit on Milwaukee Torrent, which is great. Like, screw those guys. <laughs> which they should. Yeah. But like, these mostly small regional clubs like us dominated, whether it's the Bavarians or Chattanooga Detroit. or Detroit or even the, the Boca Bots and then eventual winners, Providence, right? Yeah. So after we lost, after we after we lost to Indy 11 on a Sunday, which kind of sucked, who's checking Twitter that much on Sunday? I know, to right? Vote, yeah. To vote. That was kind of weak. But anyway, after we nice lost. outside here. And it was like the most beautiful day in the world, and yeah. nobody's on Twitter. No one's on their and computer. We just happened to lose to Indianapolis. Come They're on, biking around the lakes. Like, come on, guys. So, so I decided to throw my hat in with the with the Providence Rogues, uh, and I never I never really looked back. And I I chose them because first of all, sweet logo, just a skull and crossbones. Uh, the Rogues name is cool, and my mom's from Rhode Island, so I'm sold. Oh, right? Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started, FC. I love it. I started chatting them up by, uh, you know, it's, it's, it was kind of a cool, a cool way for clubs like ours to come together from across, you know, across the country. And I think, I think it, this whole supporter sword, um, fostered a, a pretty robust discussion around the, the nature of fandom and who, who this, who this online poll contest was really for, who's a real supporter, who's not, um, and we found out that the Boca Raton robots were not real supporters. <laughs> yeah, look, but I, I do have some some questions that I'd like to sprinkle in here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you're uh, as you're giving this this wonderful description of the the nerd part of soccer. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the things that I really kind of connected with through this thing was it it made me look at uh, and do research on some of these clubs that I've heard of. Mm-hmm. You know, but I never really knew a lot about, you know, like Providence. I don't really know anything about them. Uh, I knew about Boca Raton. I knew about people like Chattanooga and Detroit. But I, I really kind of went in and was like thinking, hey, these guys are up against like an MLS team. I'd like to know more about them before I vote for an MLS team, which I think has great fans. Right. I, that's how I broke it down after, you know, when I was voting myself was, are these fans genuine? Or are they manufactured? And that's mm-hmm. what I thought this was all about. And that's why it pisses me off that we lost it in Indy 11. Because I thought their, fan, their fans are genuine, the, the majority of them. Um, but a lot of them are Peter Wilt loyalists who started the, who started the club. And <clears throat> they, they kind of um, have manufactured their own like sub-fan group, I think, of the people who are loyalists and then the people who are like, the dark clouds or the true North elite who are really about the, the team itself because yeah. it's in their area. Um, but anyways, the, the one thing I wanted to note was how all of a sudden people, people from Detroit got really pissed off about this thing. Yeah. Like it went from zero to 100 all of a sudden. Yes. And it was like, <laughs> it totally did because, because it was awfully fishy <laughs> that Boca Raton would show up, in a in a poll with like where the the average vote per round right until it got to be the finals where everyone was getting getting all their friends to vote <coughs> average votes per round were get were around a thousand and somehow all of a Boca, sudden Boca, <laughs> and somehow Boca Raton was 
was was netting a thousand per round. And there was all these accusations running around that, well, they're hiring Brazilians to like to just go online and vote for them. For or just pennies. old people. Right. <laughs> and and retire retirees, <laughs> snowbirds. But yeah, but they got real into it. And that's something like I and that's that goes back to what I said earlier, that soccer is so tribal that like I respect what Detroit City has what Detroit has done they with their soccer club. And I, I get anyone. that they've got I get that they've got such a great fan base and all that, but eventually you have to you have to accept that you want more people to be interested in soccer. And sooner or later there's gonna be a team that pops up in a city where the supporters group is not as big as yours. And that's that's okay, dudes. Like sorry, we can't draw twenty thousand people yet. Why don't you just fucking chill and and let us all enjoy the same thing? Yeah. But that's it, uh, you know, so that's kind of where that that comes from. It was just funny because it it got real real fast. Yeah. You know, we were joking well, we were around. took the heat of it. We were, yeah, they totally did. And <laughs> from uh from what Dan tells me from being at the NPSL meetings, they're like really good guys, the Boca Raton guys. Um and they're a lot like us, you know, that they, they're a little more proper than we are. We you know, we we're a little more tongue in cheek on on certain things, but it was yeah. just funny because you know, I, I we had banter with like the Bavarians, right? In our in our group was like, oh, the soccer moms, you know, it's it's two o'clock and all the soap poppers are over, so the soccer moms <laughs> so have some time before school. That's out, they can vote, you know, like stuff like that. It was all playful, and we know they have a strong following, and we're gonna get into their history a little bit further later. But you know, it was just like that's playful banter, and all of a sudden it was just like, fuck you, this is bullshit, you know, they're cheating. We're the best fans on earth. It's just like, whoa, guys, settle down, you know? It's, yeah. And that's when I tweeted out to the group. It was like, well, I forget what I said. It was something like, um, like that's why we can't have nice things or, or like it's all fun and games until like someone gets their eye poked out. And then it was like, it's all fun and games until there's an actual sword on the line. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just glad that the that the uh, the rogues won, the pirates won. Yeah. Um, so, so that's pretty cool. Um, but you know um, what the Pirates can't say is that they they're undefeated in the U.S. Open Cup as an answer. That's true. Team. That's true. Right. <laughs> but they but they promised. I asked them on Twitter directly in order in in exchange for my support. They promised that I can touch the sword. So I'm going to take them up on that one day, and maybe maybe we can have them on. Maybe we can have a, a Skype sword party. They um, can show us the sword when they get it. So I want to clarify some things to our listeners. Nate is actually talking about touching another person's sword. <laughs> <laughs> I let you go through your explanation of it, um, but I know you're excited about it. But I actually, actually, would love to have those guys on. Congratulate them on their victory, and um, you know, just talk about their process throughout the whole thing, and and maybe learn a little more about about them because we talked about on our our um, you know one of our previous podcasts this year that we our, our anniversary podcast that we want to get more people on that are involved in mm-hmm. soccer. So. If you're listening, I mean, they, they, they follow us pretty hardcore, which is great. You know, I, I see them liking a lot of the things that we do in social media and, you know, um, so yeah, yeah, if you're listening, uh, slide on into them DMS with your, with your new sword and, uh, <laughs> unsheath that beast and, uh, Whoa. slide into our DMS and, uh, <laughs> and let's, let's get this going. Let's, let's, let's talk one of these weeks. For real. So John, the people spoke. Uh, once again, and uh, the masses want to know: want to know, can we top last year 
in merch and what can they look forward to this year? Can we top last year's merch? We had such a big <laughs> year for things, Minneapolis city that people could put on their bodies. They're screaming for more things. How do you really top last year, Nate? Like really, how, how do you do it unless you launch a new kit? And we launched three of them in our first year. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we did so much. We, mm-hmm. we, we created this brand that won like the worst brand on earth yet. People love it. Um, or they love to hate it, you know. We're it's the, only the worst logo. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, true. Um, you know, but any publicity is good publicity, right? Um, That's what they say. Yeah. If you're not first, you're last at something, right? So, um, you know, in the great words of Ricky Bobby. But so we created this brand with merch in mind, right? It was built around our, our font choices, the, the Fauché font. If anyone's um, familiar with, you know, the city from out, out of state, the Fauché Tower is one of a historic buildings. So our font is the Fauché Our first font. skyscraper. Yeah, it's our first skyscraper. Um, it, it, so, you know, it, we have this historic font. We bring it in because we're, we're the team about the city. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the logo itself was designed in, in such a way in the creative brief that Trent talked about what, and got all angry about it, Trent being the designer who created it. Um, you know, he, he built it with t-shirts in mind. Cause if you, if you know anything about Minnesotans, they love their merch about the, about the state and about the city. There's like <laughs> companies dedicated to it and they do very well for themselves. Um, so we, we started with that. We designed two great looking kits that we, we play in that are, you know, are, are home and away. And, and we, we joke, there's nothing more demoralizing than losing to a team in pink uh, in your own house. You so, know it. Yeah. So we created these, these two great, you know, jerseys that, you know, will one day be throwbacks in their, in their own right. And then we created a throwback thing, kind of tongue in cheek as our cup jersey. <laughs> and then we end up being undefeated going 2-0 and and wearing them. You know, we we beat, we won uh, against FC Fargo and just completely tore them apart and ruined their franchise, six nothing. And then we <laughs> go in the Open Cup and we wear them. We would have, we would would have continued to wear them if we were allowed in the Open Cup. Um, yeah. And we go we go two and zero in them. Um, and then our T-shirt game is totally on point. You know, we have the the classic crow crow gray crow. Uh, I really like oh. that one. Um, that's good. Yeah, you know, we, we have just the, 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 the famous traditional black MPLS city shirt. You know, we, we have a whole bunch of – I think our T-shirt game is on point. You know, the, the pink internship or the interns jerseys that, that the staff wears at, at, the, at the games. Um, we had our hat collab with Talisman. Not only one but multiple hats. You know, you got your flex fit. Yeah. You, got, you have your, your flex fit throwback. You have your, um, you know, your, your more stylish. Your classic logo. Classic, you got the, the big MPLS, like almost like the courier cap with the pink bill. <coughs> yeah. And you and I have a couple of limited edition promos. Right. And then you have the undefeated shirts that we, we just created. As our, our, we saw our, on Twitter, I saw on Twitter today that those, those may have arrived at the post office. Yeah. And, you know, if you ordered one, you can, come, you can pick them up at the at – the, at the, uh, the member meeting, I think uh, I'm totally speaking out of one, one side of the mouth. Cause I have no idea if that's true or not because I don't handle merchandise, but um, you know, the undefeated shirt, it, it was something that we were like, we have to create this because it, it's so us that, you know, we create something like that because of, you know, who we are and, and, and how we go about things. So the simple response to the people is what do you want? You know, we can make things for you 
um, that will take your whole paycheck immediately. But what what is it? What what is it that you want that we can we can provide for you? I mean, we have some stuff in mind. I know there's a couple designers that are working on things right now. We haven't really settled on anything for for next season. You know, we still have some stuff from last season that we you know is still available. Um, but we always do our own thing and then hope the people love it. And the response has been pretty nice. I think our, uh, our merchandise sales helped, helped us last year. Um, you know, but is there something specific? So I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll head to Twitter again and we'll ask uh, the people what, what they want so that we can pass it along to, you know, the, the folks that are in charge of that. But Nate, what do you want? Uh, is it the pink Minneapolis city thong? Yeah, man, like the Borat style bodysuit. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> we just, I, 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 yeah, okay. For yep. real, for real though, uh, hoodies. I think we're we're missing hoodies, and I love a good hoodie. Like we don't have, we have a lot of t-shirts, which is great for summer. But if I want to rep city in the winter time, I'm uh, I'm a little low on options. Right. Or maybe maybe like maybe like a maybe like for some. Oh, you know, it would be sweet. This is a good idea for the state fair. We can get like city ponchos. So you can get like a huge rain poncho. If you, if you caught in the storm at the state fair, you just wear, you rep Minneapolis city, but only at the state fair. Or, you know, if you're for some reason in the middle of a monsoon, but how about you, John? Like, are you looking, you just fold that sucker up and put it in your glove box. You never know when it's going to rain. You never know when it's going to rain. So what do you want, John? Like a onesie for Gus? I think that'd be great. Feet pajamas? Yeah, something for the kids, right? We haven't created anything for the kids. I meant adult feet pajamas, but that's cool too. (laughs) Right. I mean, (laughs) you know, we can size up. (laughs) Um, I really want to see a golf shirt for the dads of the world. Being that, you know, you you mentioned my boy, the, Mm -hmm. the Gus, but... Um, you know, something for the dads, perhaps not the same thing that the players have, um, but something, you know, that's, you know, not a Jersey, but it has a collar, you know, I would also love, you know, a, uh, cause jerseys don't fit a lot of people very well, including myself. <laughs> <laughs> Got to hit that gym. Golf shirts are, golf shirts are a little more forgiving. <laughs> yeah. Something a little forgiving for the dad bods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd also love a hoodie, um, any kind, any color, like you said, something to wear in the winter. Um, cause all the stuff that I wear in the winter is like all my Stegman stuff. Cause it's, I have like closets full of it. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, or like track jacket kind of a thing. That would even be rad. That's my jam. Yeah. I mean, we have the, we have the, the coach's jacket that we, that we have for the summer. It's more of a rain type jacket, um, that you can purchase that's on there. Um, we don't have a whole lot of long sleeve options. We, I mean, we have the long sleeve black warm up top that we, we, we roll out when we play, you know, in, in some cold weather friendlies and things where numbers aren't required, um, you know, but something, something long sleeve, I think would be great and hoodie would be awesome. Um, yeah. and maybe I can make that happen since I have a, a pipeline in, but, but, you know, before we go to the next segment, um, I do want to ask what, what's your favorite thing that we've created thus far? <sighs> Including the talisman stuff. I mean, that's, that's something that was a, a collab. So. Yeah, I mean it's got to be. We already know I, it's you're a be the th- for those guys. Well, it's got to be the throwback, the throwback kit. Um, it's great to wear in the summer. It looks. It's kind of like half soccer jersey, half golf shirt, which I like a lot. Um, but I also really dig just the straight up MPLS gray T-shirt that I own with just the crow sitting on the M. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool too. I'm a big fan of the throwback uh, as well. Uh, but I'm also a, a big fan of the the winter cap 
The, the winter, oh yeah, yeah. The, the, the winter cap. I, I like the winter cap. You know, it's got the the pom pom on the top, and it's you know it's black black white and gray stripes. It's it's pretty it's pretty slick and you know, trailblazers in that department. If I I know, yeah, it's making hats. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we'll go to Twitter. We'll we'll ask the fans what they want. Um, you know what we haven't even mentioned too is the stuff that the citizens make. Oh well, shit! You know they have their own they have their own <laughs> merch too for the for the group and and even if you're not you know, active in the supporters group. It's always great to be a citizen. That, uh, that classic snapback, like citizens cap that looks like the old NBA caps yep. is real good. That's yep. real good. Some nineties, some nineties flavor. We talked to mm-hmm. Dustin. He, he loves himself. Some nineties. Yeah. Uh, uh, a, a child of the eighties, but grew up in the nineties. Um, Ooh. yeah, you know, it, it, there's, there's that stuff too, um, that, that we can, um, you know, that we can, we can fall back on for our, our, our fans. So if, if you want something um, citizens related or city related, you know, we'll, we'll take to the streets and we'll see, oh. uh, we'll see what the folks have to say. Um, can we, can we get a starter jacket collaboration? Uh, if we're talking nineties, did you own a starter jacket? <laughs> did I know, man, I was, my parents did not buy me a starter jacket. I had uh, I had two starter jackets. I had a, a Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals because yes. I was I was growing I was growing up in Ohio so I had the, I had the Bengals jacket and I yep. also had a Packer one I had so I had like the the over the over, you know the I don't know the the non zipper what do you what do you call it just the, the yeah just the pullover the pullover uh, Bengals and I had a zip up uh, like the like the coach's jacket think uh, about like a hot pink Minneapolis City starter jacket dude <laughs> right I know it <laughs> might it might fly off the shelves. <laughs> Worst, it'd be the greatest thing since like the Phoenix Suns when they <laughs> when they came on the scene back in the day, and it was just like orange and anyway purple everywhere. <laughs> anyway, so another suggestion when we're talking about what to talk about on the show that came across on on the Twitters was to showcase other teams in the Midwest that maybe people want to watch out for, and and it came from Dan. So uh, far be it for me to deny the boss. So here we go. We're not talking about other teams in the Midwest that we're going to play. But maybe that, like, if you know, if if you're into uh, if you're into if you're into soccer and you want to spend some time, some of your some of your downtime, some of your non Minneapolis City time, watching watching some different local soccer, these are the these are the teams. Because as we know from our life in the PLA, there's soccer beyond our conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can maybe point you in the right direction as long as you keep us number one in your hearts, people. You know, we can be like the first wife in Big Love. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. Right. And those other clubs, they can be like the second crazier wife. And and you know, it's something that we're gonna talk about um the Chloe Savigny. <laughs> right. And it's something we're gonna talk about for um the next couple of weeks, right? You know, yeah. we uh it was suggested that we mention a few teams, but we thought we'd spread it out and maybe feature one per week um as we move forward because you know we're gonna hit a time here after our, our trial, uh which is um this coming Thursday. We're going to we're going to hit a time where it's like there's not a whole lot to talk about because it's just prep for the season. And, you know, we'll we'll have our training matches and and things on those lines. But, you know, we're not going to be talking about who had a good practice. So slow news weeks. Yeah, slow news weeks. So we're going to we're going to make we're going to make this kind of a regular segment for a couple weeks. So tonight we're going to talk about a club near and dear to John's hearts, the Bavarians. Yes. John, we played them twice last year, and I got to say both times were great experiences for me. Tell us about a little bit about your family team. Yes. So I was kind of doing the math, 
and I figured out that um, about 20 members of my family have played for the Bavarians at one point Jesus. in time in their life. So, yes, it, as if you're a listener to the show and you, or you've gone back and you're an old listener or you, you've gone back in the archives uh, and listened to some of our episodes of being a new listener, you know, it's, it's no uh, surprise that um, me being a Bavarian, you know, I um, – you know, I only hated them twice a year when we played them, um, and I and I I did cheer for them, including in the supporters' sword. I I voted for them, yeah. not against us, obviously, but um, you know when they didn't when, play us, which was nice. Oh, well, they in our, actually in, our, in, like, the, in the group stage, in the group yeah. stage, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> a little bit of a history uh, lesson, and we talked a little bit about it uh, when we when we talked about the clubs in our in our league last year. Um, the club itself was formed in Glendale, Wisconsin, just north of downtown Milwaukee, if you're a geography buff, uh, by German immigrants in 1929. So they, they've, they've got a few years on us. So they, they, they've, been, they've been trying this thing out. Uh, they started as the, the foosball club Bayern, um, you know, as, a, as an ode to Bavaria, where um, you know, majority of the immigrants at the time had immigrated from um, to Milwaukee. And if you know yeah. anything about your Milwaukee history, very um, ethnic. So German. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole city itself is very ethnic. You know, you have your, mm. your, your Polish, your Hungarian, your German, you know, your Hispanic um, ethnicities that are in the city. But, you know, for, from a German perspective, <clears throat> you know, majority of them came from Bavaria. Uh, and they started as a multi-sport association. So, um, you know, they, they had a few other sports, <coughs> excuse me, they had a, a dancing group and I believe they still have it. Um, but, uh, but they, they quickly, um, as the years <laughs> kind of passed it's Bavarian dancing. Anyhow. Yeah. I mean, traditional German dancing, I guess it's a thing. Um, I mean, all the kids are doing it these days. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I believe the Dougie was, was, um, conceived in, uh, in Bavaria. <laughs> The, the very historic uh, rise of the Dougie in post World yeah. War II Germany, um, but no, they so so um, you know as the quickly as the years kind of passed along, soccer became the marquee sport and, and it took center stage still to this day at the club. The club's basically um, different from us in that it's um, it's kind of rested on the the laurels of the youth system and the the academy that leads into it. And as you know, as we're kind of resting on the shoulders of Stegmans and mm-hmm. being more of a, a men's driven club, um, you know, so, so they have this thriving youth system. Uh, they have a first team and a reserve team model for their top tier. So the team that we played against is their top team. And then obviously they have, um, you know, in their amateur system, you know, they, they have, um, you know, a, a second team that they can draw from, which we also have, um, you know, us being like twin stars, we copied them. Um, so anyways, um, they're, they're probably one of the most successful amateur teams in the country. Um, and they should be a baseline model for teams that are, are looking to, to build, you know, I think that they've, they've done things right for, you know, you know, not too far away from a hundred, you know, a hundred years. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're doing some things right. So, um, you know, like I said, they should be a baseline model. But if you're f- uh, fans of the friendly match, um, they've hosted some of the best clubs from around the world, m- mostly Germany, as you can imagine. Um, but some some clubs that are, you know, that, uh, you know, come to note, um, they play teams, you know, like Hamburg, Duisburg um, out of Germany, Club America 
They've they've uh, they've had friendlies against them. Yeah, Santos, Mexico. Yep, Santos from Brazil. They played Schalke, Bayern, Bayer Leverkusen, and, and many more that I'm not mentioning um, throughout the years, as well as amateur sides too. They they haven't just played professional teams, so they they definitely show they're not afraid to to play anyone, which is kind of a pretty killer swag to have, right? Like yeah, we're gonna go up against the team that Pele used to play for, and it, and from a country in Brazil that, you know, is, is a soccer hotbed. Right. So props to them for that. Um, But they've won so many Wisconsin league championships and titles. And I think the, the count that I could loosely come up with was 50 plus. So they're, they own their market. Right. And, you know, you Mm -hmm. sprinkle in your teams like, um, you know, the Milwaukee Croatians um, that have had a few years here and there. But by and large, they're the team to beat within the state. Um, but that, that kind of stands out for a fact that they've also been a runner-up or champion in every major amateur competition um, or championship in the United States, which is very, very cool. That they, you know, they're not only playing the pros, but they're playing the, uh, you know, the the semi-pro and amateur teams. And they're one of, if not you know, the leaders in, in, you know, in that category, um, specifically six national championships, the first one coming in 1976 to, and then they had a run from 2001, 2002 and 2003 of being champions. And then a little bit of a drop off until 2009. Um, and then they lost in the finals of the U S amateur championships this past year, in extra time, in extra time. Um, they were the runner up for the U S open cup in 1994 um, what? And mo- yeah. And most recently, uh, PLA champions, um, uh, this past year. So, uh, they pretty much won at every level they've been at. <clears throat> and as it pertains to our, our new league, the NPSL, the Bavarians themselves were a charter member, um, of our own league in 2005 and competed until they took a little bit of a hiatus and revamped their facility, um, in 2013. So after a few year break, um, after 2013, they entered the PLA, which is where we started to, to, to tango uh, with them. And our history stat line, Nate, the, you know, this, this very historic matchup against them uh, goes like this. One win, zero losses, and, or uh, sorry, one win, one lo- uh, zero losses, and one draw in favor of the Bavarians. So we, yes. we, we, we have played them twice, and we have lost once. So we're looking to beat those guys. Not bad. I yeah. think, um, you know, we wanted to bring these guys up mostly because in the summertime <coughs> when you're, when you're road tripping, when you're people, you're visiting relatives, you're, you're, uh, you're heading out, heading out East. If you pass through Milwaukee, you really need to stop in and see a game or at least just visit the Bavarians facility. Um, first yeah, of all, grab because some dinner, grab a beer, cause you definitely want to say hi to the soccer moms for us. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and just let them know we're still swearing. But also, <laughs> that beer hall is super tight, and you know that any game you watch with the Bavarians is going to be competitive. So um, so I, I highly recommend it. We had such a great time when we were there at the beer hall, such a great time drinking the apple schnapps, such a great time watching uh, watching a great game. It's uh, You know, like I said, you know it's always going to be competitive. And speaking of competitive. Yes. They've been a top-notch opponent for for us and and kind of respectful friends in recent history but uh, it's not to last for too long nate um nate we're talking about the world famous friendly series that started yes. last year 
and and uh, and what is that for? That is the mother flipping summit keg match. Yes, we are pleased to announce you. You hear it here first uh, that this year's second annual summit keg match will be against the historic Milwaukee Bavarians. And we nice. really could, you know, we really could not be more pleased to kind of have them back in our lives that we, you know, considering we moved leagues and, you know, we can't quit them, <clears throat> can't quit them. Um, but the deal is done. The details are still being ironed out. Um, but what we can share for now is that the game is tentatively set for April 22nd. Um, kickoff is TBD. And mm-hmm. the, the reason for the lack of detail is, the U.S. Amateur Championships that we talked about them being so successful in, the draw has yet to come out. And there's a, a, a very high chance that they could have a game sometime in, in April. So oh. if, it, if it falls on that weekend, you know, we'll, we'll reschedule. Um, but right now, the tentative date is uh, April 22nd. The game will be played at a neutral site, Nate. It won't be played in Milwaukee. It won't be played in Minneapolis. It'll be played in the Wisconsin Dells. About halfway, that's sweet. About halfway. I know you're a big fan of the Dells. You know I love the Dells, man. You know, uh, a, uh, a connoisseur. Dell Creek Motel is where it's at. A, a connoisseur of the Smoky Bear Lodge, Nate you Morales. Know. No, son. <laughs> Dell um, Creek Motel for life. <laughs> um, fans will be invited, so get a chance to see your favorite soccer mom or have your favorite citizen talking about crow shitting on their car or their minivan. Um <laughs> Maybe we'll separate them by a little more than just an aisle. You know it. <laughs> um, but, <clears throat> excuse me, very much so. Fans will be invited. Um, Nate will be wearing his new city thong. Just just, <laughs> just surfing at the Kalahari Water cascading Park. Down the, just cascading down the water slides at the Kalahari yeah. Water Park afterwards. Um, so stay tuned for concrete details. Uh, but this is what we know for now. And as soon as we know more, you will know more as well. But... You know, I, I don't want to speak for you. I think this is great. You know, it, it ups our friendly series game. Uh, we're not bringing in Fargo that we're going to beat six to nothing and end yeah. the franchise. Yep. We're we're bringing in a team that is so well respected and has such history that um, it will be a very competitive match. Uh, we're not quite sure if the keg is going to travel as far as <coughs> excuse me if they're going to take it with them. If, um, oh. God forbid, they, uh, they, they come out victorious. Um, but the winner of that match will be etched in history as the second annual Summit Keg champion. I think that's sweet. I think this is – it makes total sense. It's something we've been kind of bouncing around for a couple months. Obviously, <laughs> the, beer, the beer connection is great there. Um, but I think uh, the, only, the only downside to this for me is that it's a friendly in April. So a lot of our college – a lot of our college team teammates or a lot of our college players won't be able to won't be able to be playing. So it almost makes me feel like it's not our real team playing against them. But that's okay. We still got the uh, we still got the adults that are going to roll in and stomp on their adults. Right, and I think you know there'll be some college guys that'll be able to attend. You know, you look at a guy like um, you know just off the top of my head, um, Will Kidd, who transferred yep. in and he's in town. So maybe we can uh, we can get his release for that that match. Um, you know, so, and I'm sure they'll have a couple in town college kids, but they, but much like us, they also won't have any of their college players and they have quite a few that are, are very talented. Um, you know, and they also have some that, um, that also go to St. Thomas. So maybe they'll, they'll make the trip. Down. Oh, 
That would be yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so we're excited, you know. And yeah, four twenty-two. Ex- put it on your calendars. Yeah, you should be excited too, fans. I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. And you know, I don't know if it's gonna be a, a weekend trip or if, if you and I are gonna bro down on a on a <laughs> on a two-way ticket to to the Dells or what. Um, yeah, we'll see. But either way, we're gonna hit Culver's. Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nate, uh, that's all we have today. We'd like to thank Summit Brewing Company for their sponsorship of this here podcast. Um, now that you can buy beer on Sundays in this state, you can you can soon. buy the yeah soon you can buy those killer suds from Summit, uh, and that makes seven days a week and not just um, six. So whether it's EPA and Saga to the Unchained series, they have something that will dance well with your palate. Go to your local Ooh. store and buy some. Don't be a dummy. Buy some Summit. Membership for 2017 is now on sale. $60 gets you a season pass and a fancy new membership scarf. The opportunity to make what we created your own. And, of course, so, so, so much soccer this summer. In addition, Nate, if you're not quite sure that you want to commit to a full season, you got a busy summer, you know, you want to hit the cabin, you don't know if it's if it's worth it. You're lame. You're, yeah, you're totally lame. Um, but you want to just pick up a single-game ticket. Single-game tickets are on sale right now online. You can go to mplscity.com. You can buy any ticket for any game that is uh, a home match. Um, $8 gets you in the door if you buy ahead of time. $10 if you buy it at the door. Head on over again to mplscitysc.com and get whichever entry method you want to the fun today. Nate, you know what I hate? Not helping people, which is why Mm. I love this club. Minneapolis City loves to help others. Uh, including uh, we're going to be doing some stuff with Big Brothers Big Sisters this week uh, on Thursday. We're going to be going there and doing a little clinic oh, for, yeah? the, uh, for the kids and, awesome. uh, and for their, uh, their, their bigs, as they call it. Yeah, um, yeah. But if you're looking to align yourself with a fine group that loves to give back, you are in luck. Minneapolis City is a 501c3 charity that does good on and off the pitch by providing those less fortunate uh, a safe, reliable place to play the beautiful game. It's never too early, um, being that it, your tax returns probably came for last year, to, to get those tax-deductible <laughs> donations on the books. So consider giving to the club that gives back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whew, this clothes just gets longer and longer. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, we've made it easier for you. Super easy, some might say. Um, we have a new Twitter handle for you. Uh, if you, uh, you want to go that route, it's at the people's pitch. Um, you ha- now have really no excuse to engage with us, and some of you did, and we talked about things that you want to hear on this show. Um, and whatever content you want to hear, please engage with us. If you want to go the email route, um, which you never have done before, but who knows, maybe you will. Um, there's a first time for everything. It's mcscpodcast at gmail.com. And finally, as always, you can hit up the club at mplscsc. That's all for this week, folks. We'll be back with a, a full breakdown of more soccer news, some, maybe some banter. And the word on the street is that we might do a live pod um, and have a member of the staff on next week, um, whether or not it be at the Viking Bar during the membership pickup, uh, packet pickup. But stay tuned, folks. Um, this is the sad part of the show where we have to say goodbye for the week and go get him, Tiger mm-hmm. steps in. So I am sad. John. That is my soccer brother, Nate. And you are the fans. Enjoy your week. We will miss you. And always, you got hooked.